0: Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode three. And you are here with Chris. And Savannah. Ta-da. Ooh. So we hope that you've liked the last two episodes so far. We're on a roll with this kind of stuff. Last week, of course, was Daughters, You Won't Get What You Want. But this week, we're doing a pretty big album from the 90s. We're doing Dream Theaters. Let's see. This is the long title. Metropolis, part two, scenes from a memory. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. But before we dig too deep into that, let's just go ahead and say that if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit the like and subscribe button. We're always trying to grow uh, as a channel, trying to get that custom URL. So let's get to that real quick. And, and you maybe know I'll... you want to listen to more of us. Exactly. And so far, this <laughs> there's going to be three episodes to listen to. And if you also include the episode zero that's four that's four things you can binge listen oh yes please 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 my life depends on it oh it will eventually (laughs) (laughs) so the thing with this podcast is if you're uh not new to it if you've been here before welcome back we're always happy to have you here and so you know what the podcast is all about but if you're new welcome please make yourself comfortable this podcast what we do is we usually choose an album at random for any many reasons i should say uh we choose an album we will talk about it talk about the songs we'll rank the songs and then self-title this whole thing rate the record yes that is our uh claim to fame right there is that uh, we either love your favorite record or we hate it and then you can yell at us
1: oh i would love to hear it um until it gets to be too much and then i don't want to hear it anymore
0: <laughs> essentially but, uh, <laughs> but while we're on the topic of yelling at us uh we don't exactly want you to yell at us so we do have a disclaimer like that we like to do before every single show so that way we're all on the same level and we can all be cool and just enjoy discussing music So the disclaimer, of course, is the following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album is strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers, we are simply two friends having fun, discussing, and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are well. Welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. That's the first time I've done the disclaimer. The last two episodes were all you. Good job. Yay, I got through it cleanly and I was trying to say it slowly so I could articulate better. It's something I'm really trying to work on going forward.
1: I I give that a A minus, B
0: plus. Good job. Okay, so I'm in like the 71, 72% tier of uh, rate the host's ability to speak.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, if we were rating mine, I'd probably get a C minus. So, I mean, you're doing good. You're doing... I
0: mean, you're doing well. You are doing well. I am doing very well. That's way (laughs) over-articulated. But anyways... So this week, uh, last week I chose Daughters, You Won't Get What You Want, but this week is Savannah's Choice, her first choice going in so far. Yes. So she has the honors of explaining the album a little bit, talking about it. So tell us about Dream Theater's Metropolis Part 2. All right. Well, starting with
1: the band itself, um, three of them, uh, John Petrucci, John Myung, and Mike Portnoy met at the Berklee School of Music in around mid-80s. They started a band called Majesty, which ultimately turned into dream theater and uh three keyboardists three singers and two drummers later they're still chugging along the album we're doing today scenes from a memory is their fifth album it was recorded in new york i believe it was upstate new york and uh it ranked 95 on the October 2006 issue of Guitar World magazine's list of greatest hundred guitar albums of all time. There are parts of this album, you will see why. And it is ranked as the 15th greatest concept album as of March 2003 by Classic Rock magazine. It was a little while ago, but only four years after it was released. And this was released in 1999
0: ah just before the dawn of the new millennium
1: Ooh, which they they actually have a song called new millennium
0: oh but it's not on this album though it's not on this album it would have been a better tie-in so you fail for that tie-in but thank you (laughs) for explaining the album
1: okay goodbye (laughs)
0: just kidding (laughs) see that's the thing we're allowed to rip on each other all the time because (laughs) that's part of the friendly banter stuff so remember that with a disclaimer
1: Oh, and it's just going to get much, much worse. Or better, but worse.
0: It's going to get really brutal, really personal, and there's only going to be like three more episodes of this podcast before we're just done.
1: That's it. Yep. You know what? Huge blowout, bringing all the listeners, and then just cruise on that.
0: Yep, that's going to be it. But until then, since we have a little more time, I guess we should start discussing this album yes, a little yes, bit. Yes, 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 uh, yes. So all these songs are done in uh, scenes, like there's scene one, scene two A, scene two B type thing. Uh, we're just not going to s- mention the scenes just to keep the titles shorter. Yes. Uh, but we are going in chronological order, as we always do with the albums. I don't know why you'd go in any other order. So the very first song on this album is an introduction called Regression. Yes. So what were your thoughts on this one?
1: Um, I didn't really have much to say about it. It's really just sort of, it felt to me like a synopsis on the rear cover of a novel where you kind of get the gist of what's going on. Not too much, but enough that you're interested in listening to it.
0: Yeah, and I actually noted the same thing that there isn't, yeah, there's not a whole lot to kind of grab onto this track uh, because it opens with that like hypnotherapy type opening and just telling yeah. you, like, close your eyes and go to the lighter, or something along the lines of that.
1: And you're like, what the hell is this?
0: <laughs> well, it, it's funny because, like, knowing what's to follow in this album, I don't think I'd want to be personally in a hypnotic state while <laughs> listening to this album. Because, I mean, yeah. like, I don't know. Uh, I, I can say this because it's legal here in Canada. I, I do smoke pot occasionally. Uh, <laughs> But I do I don't listen to like heavy music when I'm high. Like I more or less watch funny videos, but if I do listen to music, it has to be not like Sublime or the Doors type chill, but I mean like
1: yeah.
0: lo fi hip hop type thing. So this wouldn't be for me. In this yeah, like type something of state.
1: fluid, something, you know, a little less jarring in some places. <laughs>
0: yeah, like trampoline by the wild strawberries, uh Gentle Giants Aspirations, like songs like that are really nice when I'm high. Yeah. But that's enough about drug smoking for one day. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's really all I had to say about the song, because it's only like a minute long or something like that, like a minute six, I think.
1: Like after listening to it sort of with my headphones and actually um, purposefully listening to it, I did hear further songs in the album just in... The uh, hypnotist speaking, I could hear it in the background. So I'm kind of like, okay, this is interesting. And after listening to this album for 20 years since it came out, I I've never heard that until I actually paid attention to it. So that sort of that was wild to me. And just a small intro song is like, huh, I never noticed that before. So that that was kind of cool. I like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is a nice way to start the album, too. But then just again, the way it builds into the second song is Really knocks you back a little bit because you're because maybe you're expecting a little more of a gentle journey to start, but now that it jumps right in. Yes. So I guess oh, actually before we go any further, I should have prefaced this earlier. Uh, so yes, this is a concept album as we mentioned. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I'm still not really doing like a lyrical breakdown or anything like that. I know it's like one big giant story, but yeah. Again, going into that, especially with an album like this, would take so long. So we try to avoid it if we can. Like we could still mention themes and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. But we're not gonna do like a lyrical breakdown of things.
1: Yeah, I have some some points for further songs where uh, it just sort of pushes the story forward without mentioning the story. Because to be fairly honest, I don't even know the whole story. I kind of pieced it together over the years and from videos and visuals and stuff that I have found on my own time. But I. I still don't know what the hell's going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had to uh, look look it up on Wikipedia or something just to <laughs> make sure yeah. I was following properly because, yeah. I don't know, sometimes it is a little harder to catch on uh, and because there's like a lot of instrumental portions of this, sometimes you kind of forget where you are in the story type thing. Yeah, so yeah. I definitely had to read up on it on Wikipedia. So if you want to know more about the story itself, then by all means, you can look it up and break yeah. it down yourself. Lots of resources for sure. But now we go on to the second uh, song on this album, Overture 1928, and it, this song just felt like the beginning of a, a grand adventure, like it felt yes. like an opening credit sequence, like it's an instrumental track, so there's no vocals to kind of take away from that.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I found it very dramatic and, and tight sounding, and it was I don't know, it, it was kind of like a sample of everything to come because it had little bits of this song, little bits of that <clears throat> song. And as I'm listening to it, the lyrics are playing in my head. And I'm like, oh wait, no, that's this song. That's that song. I'm like, oh, okay. And I learned what the hell an overture meant.
0: I had no oh, idea. Yes.
1: I, I never bothered to look until today. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's all right. You know now. Uh, (laughs) uh, I I remember I looked up what an overture was when I first heard 2112 because of the 2112 overture. Yes. I cannot wait until we eventually dig into that.
1: We we can tie Rush into everything.
0: (laughs) Actually, if I point up a little higher, there's 2112. (laughs) And there's Farewell the Kings with the 2112 crown. Beautiful. (laughs) Everything is perfect. Uh, But yeah. yeah, so... Parts of the song to me like felt, as I said, like it feels like an opening uh, credit sequence. It it did feel like a cliche intro to like some old daytime TV show, or maybe like uh, last week you made a lot of video game references. Yes. So this week I'll make mine. This felt like something I would he- uh, hear in the game F Zero for like one of the Nintendo consoles. Ooh. Just like a, it's like a space type racing game, and just I feel like I've heard a song like this before in one of those soundtracks.
1: Oh really? I to look
0: that up. I'm really curious now. Yeah, mine specifically was this, the Nintendo 64 version. So that's where my ideas were coming <laughs> in. Uh, and also, I'll, I'll say this now uh, so I don't need to repeat myself throughout the entire podcast. I'm going to say this once, and I mean this for pretty much every single track on the album. The production is nice, and it's polished, and the playing is super tight.
1: Ah, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Like, I, I right can say that gate. for... I could say right. that for every single song, but because I don't want to keep saying it, just know that that statement now goes across the entire album. And for both of us, I definitely
1: agree. And I definitely wrote it down for this song. And it's a blanket statement for the whole thing, totally.
0: And I think because like this one was like just an instrumental too, like uh, I don't know if it necessarily like took away from what I was expecting in this album. Because again, this is the first Dream Theater album I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know what to expect with Dream Theater. So when the vocals kick in in the next song, like it, it changed in my head a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Not necessarily for the worst, but like I liked this song for what it was. I like it being an instrumental. It was a lot of fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. So before my expectations were changed a little bit, this was a fun one to get through.
1: Nice.
0: And I'll take it by your silence. We're ready to go on this yeah, song. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I, I don't have... Uh... I can't speak on individual parts of that song because they are parts of the songs coming up. So I'm gonna wait until we move on and blab my mouth off coming up.
0: All then, sounds fair. Okay, so Strange Deja Vu is the next track on the album. Yes. The first full song with vocals. I know the first one had vocals, but like this is the first full track with vocals. Yes.
1: Uh, halfway through the song, I Okay, I am not a musician As stated at the beginning Um, I cannot explain Or articulate properly Certain parts Or what happens musically To describe what I like But all I wrote was Halfway through the song When the song changes It's kind of Does sort of a transformation Kind of thing The guitar tone during that Oh my god, my heart melted I don't know what it is It just sounds sort of sort of deeper and kind of i don't know it sounds kind of analogy i don't know but i i really enjoyed it and then i rewound it lit sorry i whatever you know what (laughs) i'm showing my age okay i'm trying to cover it up it's not working words fail you it was so fantastic (laughs) i i brought it back listen to it again brought back listen to it again then wrote my notes so it uh it was profound i liked it
0: Yeah, I I did that uh, a couple times with this one, and I even stated before the podcast started, like, I had to do this review twice. Like, I wrote my notes, and then I had, like... I guess I'll just kind of explain this a little bit now. So the first time I listened to this album, it was really late at night. So I was kind of like tired and loopy and kind of giggly. Uh, (laughs) So I, when I looked at my notes the next day, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to listen to this album again to make sure everything is valid. Everything I just said has to be valid. Yes. (laughs) Uh, For the most part it was. So, I mean, like that's uh, how my end came out on that. And that'll (laughs) that'll come into play a little later on in the podcast as well. Um, yeah, I did note that the, um, Aside from some of the more modern composition in this track, as you can definitely, especially to the music- musicians out there, you'll know what I mean. Uh, aside from some of the more modern composition in the track, you get a lot of 80s rock and metal vibes Ooh. in this one. Like, this felt like an 80s track uh, like more often than not. Oh, really? Uh, at least I got the I, that's what I got from it like go- going through a good portion of the track uh, the differences in the verses were really nice and refreshing I enjoyed that Yeah. Um, and there's also cool octave harmonies like I think it was the second verse where the, the the octave harmonies really started and I thought that was like a nice little thing to add in as well yeah. um I I essentially did like this track. I scored it very well. And even being over five minutes, like I could barely tell. It didn't really bother me that much. So it it goes to show how much I enjoyed this track considering how long it is.
1: I, I find that with a lot of the tracks coming up that they are long or they're over four or five minutes, but you don't really notice because it fluctuates and changes so much that it doesn't feel exhausting. And I like how you kind of feel that at the beginning, because if you felt sort of exhausted by a song at the beginning, it doesn't f- push you through to the rest of it. And you're just sort of lethargic for the rest of it and don't enjoy it nearly as much.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I guess we'll just leave it off on that song and I'll leave it off by saying, um, I won't spoil its placement, but don't be surprised if it's like a little higher on the list. I'll say it's not number one, but it's definitely a little higher on the list.
1: <laughs> Let's see if we match. Oh, we'll have it. I'll say anything.
0: Exactly. <laughs> we can't do that yet. Not yet. <laughs> Although we got really excited last week when we actually started matching in the songs. <laughs> oh, that was exciting. Okay, so now we move on to song number four, yes. Through My Words. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll say this right off the top. Uh, I don't really have a lot to say for what I feel are transition tracks. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this was another one of those shorter songs. And so, like, it, it's it's hard to, like... Pick it apart, pull it apart, and find things to say about it since it's so short and it's literally there to transition to the next scene type thing. But I'll I'll say it is a pretty little number, and uh, it it feels very intimate and personal. So that's kind of like a nice little touch to have.
1: It's definitely one of those songs to me that I I'm not going to explain the lyrics or you know analyze them or anything, but it's really the only thing that you have to go on because there isn't this grandiose sort of setup or sort of transformation of the song or anything, but it just sort of feels that the narrator's getting flashbacks from a past life or something that happened and that's what he's seeing. And then it pushes on to the next song. that's that's what i got from that only and that was really it
0: and as i mentioned too being a transition track like this one's just like pretty much vocals and piano that's it so like you again just you can't take away too much from this track but you know what it's actually not bad for what it is so like i didn't score it terribly um you'll find out later on but the idea is like yeah there's just there's not much to do with it so I guess we're just done talking about it at this point.
1: Yeah, it's these transition tracks just they are necessary, but they're just they're not the, the meat and the potatoes. They're the, you know. The lettuce on the burger.
0: Yeah, because the, these songs, these types of songs, like especially with the way this album is presented, like I even have it as a note in the next track, and I'll, I'll get to that when I do. But I do say that this starts to feel very rock opera to me after a while. Um, <laughs> that- so this this is like if this was a live performance, like if this was a theater performance, um, I, I feel like this is this the part where like one of the stage actors comes out for like a monologue. Well, be in the dark behind the scenes, they're literally changing. The scenery. I'm assuming that you agree with me because uh, to those on the audio, yeah, Savannah's laughing a lot on video. Right. Yeah, no, no, keep going, keep going, it's fun. I no, that's essentially my point though. Like this is where yeah. like the monologue happens, the single spotlight, and they're just speaking or singing to the crowd while like the new set is being pushed in, the old ones rolled out, and like actors are getting into position. That's what this song feels like to me.
1: Yeah, I
0: I agree. <laughs> I'm glad you do. What's so funny about it then?
1: the first the first note that i have for the next song fatal tragedy says feels like a rock opera (laughs) so as soon as you said that i was like okay we're on the same track and
0: actually that that literally is the first point so yeah we are on fatal tragedy now the next song yes my very first note that i'm looking at right now feels like it started to venture into rock opera territory (laughs) uh i and i noticed when looking into this album that uh tommy by the who was an influence uh, with other albums as well and i don't know if this says anything about me and how i feel about this album going forward i'm gonna be very frank right now i don't like tommy at all if we ever do this that album on the show it's gonna tank with my scores i hate hate tommy with a passion
1: i've actually never heard it in its entirety
0: you've never heard pinball wizard or well, anything like or? like
1: like singles and stuff oh, but okay, as yeah. an
0: entire unit i've never heard it i just i i've tried on multiple occasions to get into tommy so the fact that i was getting like rock opera vibes and it reminded me of tommy a little bit although obviously it's it sounds entirely different than what the who did with theirs yeah. this is a whole different thing way more metal obviously so there's more to enjoy but i also like that i wrote next it says notice tommy as an influence and then parentheses oh god not tommy (laughs) (laughs) oh even then i was as i said i was pretty giggly when i was writing my notes so i'm glad i threw that little that little gem in there
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh lord i uh there there's actually a part in this song though and I, like I said, I've listened to this album. A- multitude of times since it came out. Um, I've watched a lot of Mike Portnoy drum instructional videos with my dad. Mm -hmm. And while he was doing Mm -hmm. this song, he was talking about doing sort of a shrink and grow with his um, like drum riffs and stuff like that. And if for anybody listening, if you want to check that out, it starts at four minutes, 30 seconds. And it's sort of you know, four bars of this, um, a, uh, I guess sort of neutral and then three bars of something else and then goes back to neutral and then three bars of the first and then it goes to one and one and then it grows again. Mm -hmm. And it it sounds really cool. I really like it. And I 100% fail by counting the bars on my fingers as it goes. I'm like, okay, I've lost it. I've heard it. I've heard it so many times, but I've lost it. (laughs) But I really enjoy that.
0: And to anyone who is watching on YouTube, if it looked like I just went on my phone for a minute there, I did because I'm literally pulling up the the, the track listing of the album because I, I, I wanted to see the times of yeah. the song because I forgot how long certain ones were. Especially because when you mentioned a certain part of the song, like at the four-minute whatever mark, like that's when this... That thing happened type thing yeah because i have a note like that too so that's why i was just i have the uh the track <laughs> listing on the phone now because uh, one of my notes is the section that starts around 220 is probably by far my favorite but unfortunately it's been like two days since i've listened to this album and i already forget yeah. <laughs> what that portion is but apparently i liked it enough to make a uh, note of it but also i guess to be fair you did mention around the four minute mark i have another note that says that the second half of the song felt far more exciting than the first Like, the first just kind of felt like taking a walk, but then when the second half of the song kicks in, it got exciting. I I wanted to listen to it more. As compared to the first half, I was like, eh, I could probably just skip this if I wanted to. Yeah. So thankfully it picked back up.
1: So speaking about your, your sort of two minute enjoyment mark in the song, um, I I actually also forget how long the song is, but I did make a note that I adore the sort of chugging of the guitar about a third of the way into the song. So I oh, okay. wonder if
0: that's the same thing, because I really enjoy that. That I mean, it's considering that it's six minutes and forty one <laughs> seconds looking at the, the list here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's probably around the exact same area. And that was my favorite part of the song. Excellent. Yep. We I think we're agreeing on a little too much here. We have to stop. Uh-oh.
1: Okay, Justin Bieber next week. That's what we're doing.
0: Oh boy. That's so. <laughs> it. Oh, but I wanted to really do artist. I almost said it too. <laughs> it's actually it's actually it's actually kind of a duo. But I mean, I can, I won't say any more than that. Uh, but okay, let's just move on to the next song anyway. <laughs> Before I spoil next week's episode all right so beyond this life one of the songs i got a higher score on my ranking here um although i will say um i there's a lot i can say about the vocals in this album not that they're bad but i feel like more often than not the vocals start taking away from the music itself and like for the first three minutes it's not that he's bad but just like I just felt like it didn't suit everything happening behind him and again to those listening to the audio version savannah's smiling a lot so i can assume she had some similar notes
1: <laughs> um i i'm going to read this just verbatim from my notes here okay okay I know the lyrics are supposed to push the narrative along, but I hate these lyrics, or I hate lyrics that are so straightforward it distracts from the song as a whole. It is. I love the the music, but just listening to him describe everything, just the lyrics, I'm like, I I hate it. I hated it.
0: And that's where I said it got really rock opera type thing, because yeah, like, you don't have to go super deep metaphorical with every single lyric you write, but at the same time, like, I've I've made jokes before about the way Joni Mitchell wrote some of her songs how it was like just straight up like beat for beat like this is her day and like I walked yeah. to the store I got into the store I, I took an elm uh, a thing off the shelf
1: <laughs> there is a soul asylum song and I like the whole album except for this one song and he describes everything she's doing step by step and I'm like we're done I don't care how good the music is that just turns me off immediately so the yeah. end of this song Nice, I like it. The beginning, no, cut it off. I'm looking done.
0: at my notes. We're agreeing again, <laughs> aren't we? So I'll, I'll read these three notes that I have right here because uh, they're, they're short enough. So yeah, first off, the instrumental music is a lot of fun to listen to. So yes. essentially, once he's done singing, that's uh, like just like the the previous track. It got exciting again. Mm-hmm. Um, the second note I have is. Uh, so to anyone out there who knows the band Between the Buried and Me and what they, they sound like in their album Colors which we're again probably got to do that album too it's like a metal masterpiece um, songs like this I can hear where Between the Buried and Me got their influences from like they have several but like this one as soon as I heard like the fun portions of this track I was like holy shit that's BT Bam isn't it like obviously like uh this album came out before bt bim released their first so like they were like just kids listening to like things like dream theater and queen for example Mm -hmm. so but this is a track where i can definitely hear the influence and also speaking of artists uh attached to this track i also have written uh second half was highly entertaining it's like frank zappa went metal (laughs) i had a lot of fun listening to it
1: that's a that's a pretty good description on it for sure i i specifically noted that i like the bass i i definitely like john Myung's playing um if you watch him play he's just like a concrete statue and his fingers are just like and it's just like what the hell did i just watch like i i just went cross-eyed and i i like that a lot and i hear it in certain spots of this song that is very pleasing
0: that reminds me a lot of uh, when I went to go see Nine Inch Nails live in 2012 or 2013 it was the uh, the Tension tour they just released the album Hesitation Marks and they had Pino Palladino uh, play live with them on bass and he's like one of the greatest bass player still alive right now or ever period but the idea is like yeah he's one of those guys who's just like so so super focused on his instrument like he doesn't move like he's just he's standing there just doing his thing and he sounds amazing doing it so like i can respect that i i like energy on stage i like a good light show i like everything like that but if a musician's not moving it's and it's because they're focusing on what they're doing and just getting the best performance that's fine too
1: oh heck yes
0: and I mean, like, you know, I've seen some older bands where the guys are like 60 plus and so they're not moving much on stage. So you're literally just watching them stand there and play music. And that's fine. I can deal with that. Yeah, yeah. It felt like a weird mix seeing them, uh, Pino, with Nine Inch Nails. But at the same time, I mean, I, I I dug it. He sounded really good.
1: Oh, hell yeah. And that's really all that matters is just, you know, getting getting the point across, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, no. All right. Let's move on to my absolute favorite song on the album
1: yes
0: oh no uh, don't spoil it oh uh, Oh. did mm. I just do that oh no oh
1: no and she taps her nose and winks
0: <sighs> through her eyes track 7 yeah I mean if you can't tell in, of the stress of my voice right now it's clearly not my favorite <laughs> I actually struggled to write good things about it. So, okay, I'm going to point this out really quick. As mentioned earlier, yes, we already mentioned it's a concept album. Yes, yes. I know there's story attached to this song, and uh, reading about the story of this album, I understand where the song sits, but we're not doing lyrical breakdown. Yeah. I'm going by what I heard and I heard okay first off the intro to the song which was like 90s pop diva like this girl just doing like the vocal gym yeah. <laughs> that threw me for a loop I didn't know I, I immediately had a bad feeling yeah. <laughs> and then yeah it turned out to be a very poppy ballad uh, like I even wrote down in parentheses the 90s kid and me could have sworn they heard this on the Much Music countdown at one point <laughs> just cause like oh man you want to write a ballad that's fine but i mean this was so hardcore generic ballad it just sapped all the energy out of me and i was just i kind of wanted to stop listening at that point um, and it was halfway through the album that's even worse
1: i i thought it was very straightforward musically it was another song to push the story
0: forward but i did not care for it if this was, like, another one of those one-minute songs, I could dig that and be like, okay, yeah. good. It's just, again, changing the scenery behind us and just doing a monologue on stage. Yeah. But no, th- this is a three-minute monologue, folks. Stage. Yeah. Uh, this was too... This was too much. Like, this you, This probably spoils the positioning on the list. I really don't care because I really don't care for this track. Yeah. Like, I, I tried. I listened to it twice. And I'll tell you right now, when I was listening to this album, I said the first time I was all tired and loopy, I kept laughing while the song was playing just because of how bad it was to me. Like, I couldn't stop. Like, at one point, I was like just creating a dialogue with myself, like commentating on the track, and I was nearly in tears just ripping on this album.
1: I I just imagine you listening to it and then having to look like, okay, did did something else come up in my playlist? Like, what? What? Is this on here? What's going on?
0: Yeah, I made sure I was still listening to Dream Theater. (laughs) I was like, I didn't just skip to like a 90s playlist, did I? Like, no, this is straight up just the same album, and we're only halfway through. Oh, God. Yep, yep. I... I don't have much to
1: say that refutes any of your points,
0: <laughs> but I did manage to write. Oh, sorry, I managed to write one good point. Ooh, I do love a good fretless bass. <laughs> oh yes, see, that's what I'm saying. John Mayunk, he's a monster. I love it. I love the meowing yeah. sound of a fretless bass. It always—it's a very kind of like a not sassy's not the word I'm looking for. Alluring, attractive, like that kind of thing maybe a little sassy i guess yeah but it's a really cool sound i love fretless basses yeah, yeah. kind of uh like i i think i realized i first liked fretless basses when i heard a uh, new york minute by john henley yeah uh again pino Palladino playing on that track imagine oh. that he's everywhere in the music world nice. uh but just good fretless bass there you go i said something positive about the song yay yay but now Not- good, notable time good news we get to move on yes yes <laughs> because I, I am I am done with that song for now until I rank it. Now let's there. go home. Yeah, we're going to have to. And actually, this. Uh, thankfully, this song was an improvement. Yes. And this is another point where I broke out laughing while writing my notes. And actually, I remember this part. Because there's a synth in the beginning or there's a synth setting, or like a VST you can have, or I mean, back then it would have straight up just been synth. I yeah. don't think there were VSTs, but anyway, they were using the vowel synth sound and like it was just making sounds and I was just like, I, I pointed at my monitor like, they're using the vowel synth! <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I just started laughing. I was like, please don't make this another bad track. I just, I can't do this. But thankfully, the song picked up and it, it actually turned out to be a really good track.
1: I I really, just from the get-go, I liked sort of the, what I assumed to be, you know, like sort of a, a synth setting, the sitar, because I can imagine none of them are playing it. But, you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. But uh the, uh, the sitar sound and the chimes at the beginning. I'm like, ooh, what is this? I like this. And then when the the music hits, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm a little more interested. Let's see what's going on.
0: Yeah, I liked the uh, the introduction of the sitar. I think someone was actually playing it, especially if they went to the Berklee School of Music. Chances are That's one true. of them knows how to play the sitar. Yeah. And also I love how the sitar matches the acoustic too. Um, I, I really like how they're kind of both playing like in time with each other really tightly just so it, it kind of adds more tone to the music itself just a lot of fun but also even on that note too with like sitars and just like the way the song was structured I got some really heavy Tool and Tea Party vibes in Ooh, the first couple yes. minutes of this song
1: I definitely agree with the Tea Party
0: cause like yeah some of it felt like structured like Tool but yeah like it felt like early Tea Party like um, like oh, Edges of Twilight uh, God, I'm, I can't remember the first two albums and they're like my absolute favorite <laughs> But Edges of Twilight with the very first one. I know that much.
1: So anyone watching on on YouTube, um, I'm just checking the uh, Wikipedia page for the uh, personnel for this album to see if someone played sitar. Doesn't say it, but I'm just kind of curious to
0: Because it see, sounded so. a little too clean to be a synth, especially for yeah. like the late 90s.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure, but... Uh, it could still be. I don't know. Be. it doesn't say anything. Maybe uncredited, who knows?
0: That's possible too. That happens a lot in... These types right. of albums and everything like that. Oh, totally.
1: But uh, for for me, this song, um, I I kind of, I don't want to say I have a, a personal connection to it, but it's just the one on here that I've heard the most. So I may be a little biased just from exposure. Um, but it to me, it didn't feel like it was 12 minutes long at all.
0: And actually, that's a point I have, too. It's like, it's because it's, yeah, nearly 13 minutes long. I think the runtime maybe only got to me like once but it mm-hmm. kind of like resolved itself quickly and I was like okay I can still continue with this and I th- the think I think the reason why that was is because there was a lot of compelling imagery in this song. Yeah. Like just a lot that comes to your mind while you're listening to it. Um, yeah there was there were vocals in this one if I remember correctly again that's yes i'm having a hard time remembering which one's which yes but uh it didn't last a whole long time it kept coming in and out but like the instrumentals again were a lot of fun and just you don't really know the runtime that much
1: i i could have done without the female panting and moaning at the end that was just like uh, okay um but i i kind of sort of connected it to you know the the idea of the story of someone dying and tragedy and stuff so I'm like okay like I I see where it fits but I listen to it going this seems kind of off I guess
0: I don't know it, it, it because I read a little on on the album and like the story and everything like that I, I this might have to do something with uh, either the murder itself that this uh-huh. the album talks about it could be sexual like it, it could just be like you know Someone hooked up and then got murdered, type thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I got from it, but I was like, yeah, it's like. Someone's getting fucked.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> this is this is weird. There there was one <laughs> there was one funny part in this though. Um, I'm I'm almost positive this is the only song that actually says the title of the album "Scenes from a Memory," and it just reminds me of Family Guy when Peter Griffin's sitting in the movie theater and he's commenting on every movie that says the title of the movie in it. And I'm just sitting there, and that's all I see. So when he said, when he sang "Scenes from a Memory," I was like, "Oh, he did it! He said it! He said the title!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my God! I'm one of them now." <laughs>
0: God, I haven't watched Family Guy in forever, so I don't even remember the moment, to be honest. Oh, oh, I I, I can see that happening, though. It sounds like a Peter Griffin thing to do.
1: Oh, yeah. That was the first thing that came to my
0: head. If anything, it reminds me of the YouTube channel Cinema Sins, where, like, the guy just goes through and, like, picks apart movies and just, like, and, like, yeah, every time they say the title of a movie in the movie, he's just, like, roll credits.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely have seen that. Yeah, I can.
0: Yeah. So shout out Cinema Sins. There you go. (laughs) Even though you're way bigger than us. Oh, yeah. Maybe you'll get the rub now. You'll get a few more subscribers because of us. <laughs> or maybe vice versa. I mean, fingers crossed,
1: right? Moving on.
0: Moving yeah, let's move on to the next track, actually, because that's all I pretty much had to say about that one. It was a long yeah. track, but it was, it was fun to sit through. I didn't mind it at all, except for maybe, like, one moment, and that was about it. Yeah, yeah. So, The Dance of Eternity is the next track, number 9 yes. There is so much going on in this song but but yep. nearly all of it caught my attention yes. so it's not like it, so much was happening that it was just like flooding by me like you're driving really fast down the street just the streetlights are whizzing by like i was looking at those streetlights every single one that was going by me yeah so i mean like this was another one of those tracks that was like a lot of fun to to get into and listen to i
1: i really like like just in general, but specifically in the songs, you know, it's the topic, but just the drums, how how certain players can make it sound kind of like they're lagging or they're slower or they're just sort of sloppy. There is something about that that I just love. It, it I don't know, it kind of adds like a lethargic sort of like, it's still on beat, still perfectly tight, but it just sounds loose. And I heard that at the beginning of this track, and I just I really enjoy that a lot. And I, I know sort of going off on a tangent that uh, Tom Petty's earlier albums kind of have that vibe to it too. but I uh, I really noticed it in this one.
0: Well, I could see that being a thing too because again, if they went to Berkeley, then uh, they know what they're doing. By composing a track like that, they're not just doing that because like ah we didn't feel like going all the way with this one, so we're just gonna release it as is. It's like no, they did this on purpose.
1: Oh yeah, oh definitely.
0: And even feeding off of that too, uh, I did mention that the there are like varying levels of energy and intensity, and it kind of keeps the track always feeling like new and fresh and all the time. Yeah. So like yeah, you're not just stuck with one thing for the entire track. Like it does kind of play with you a little bit as it's going. So I really enjoy that aspect of it.
1: And the uh, the little ragtime break, yeah, that uh, I I never really sort of piece that together, but this time listening to it, kind of putting it in the context, I kind of feel it's sort of indicative of the sort of era that they're talking about. Because I, I just assume that the Overture 1928 kind of takes place then, and then coming to the ragtime, I'm like, okay, I'm seeing how these are connecting and, and stuff like that. And it was a nice sort of breath, breath of fresh air from the rock. And then you're just like, okay, this is just a ragtime piano solo, Wh- what? Like, I like it, but what?
0: It's another point where I could also hear where the influences for Between the Bear and Me came from again because they add elements like that and they have one song on colors. I'll just say this really quickly because I know we're not talking about BT Bam, which is just a short way of saying their name. Um, th- there's this one part where it sounds like a hoedown going on in the middle of the song. <laughs> like th- it's like progressive metal, Ooh. and like it's really really good for what it is. But yeah, at one, they add all these weird things at certain points in songs. And yeah, there's one track where they literally just have like a hoedown. You hear glasses breaking. You hear people people like yelling at each other. Oh, what y'all doing over there? Oh my lord! That, and like you just hear this like banjo going crazy, and then the metal just kicks back in out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's. it's it's things like this where i can hear where certain bands get their influence so it's it's really interesting to kind of like visit some of these influences
1: oh yeah especially if you haven't heard them before and then when you do you're like oh my god
0: like i get it <laughs> i yeah. get this heck yes Alrighty then song 10 one last time yes uh so i don't know my my notes a little longer here i have like literally only one note for this song so maybe i'll let you start and try to feed off of that
1: Um, Well, I have two, so I have twice as much. Um, I, I enjoy singing this song. Just for personally, it is in my register. I enjoy it. And that adds a point automatically if I can sing it without killing my throat. And the piano at the end that leads into the next song, I cannot stop hearing Inspector Gadget. (laughs) I just that's it that's all I have to say is both that song I love singing it and the piano at the end makes me laugh
0: (laughs) fair enough I mean actually it's funny that you mention the vocals too because that was actually my main note of this song Uh, again this is one of the shorter ones too it's uh let's see one last time that one's three minutes and 46 seconds so it's like your basic like radio length track yeah I'll read this uh, just like you did I'll read mine verbatim too there's something that takes away from the cool instrumental tr- track previously once the vocals kick in. I think I might have written that wrong. But anyways, and then parentheses, it says maybe the vocals themselves, maybe how the structure of the song suddenly changes. I don't know. But again, it's this is another one of those times where I felt the vocals took away from the song. Yeah. I, I feel like this could have just been an instrumental album and been fine.
1: I agree. I it- do agree. Yes.
0: Because I, I know not everyone loves instrumentals because, like, a lot of people rely on, like, vocals to lead them through tracks. Yeah. Um, but instrumental songs and albums can tell as much of a story as any lyrics can. Yes. Because, like, depending on how it's written and how it's performed, it can take you on a journey. Like, there's many instrumental songs on this album that do that very thing. hmm uh-huh. So, I don't know. Just Again, he's not a bad singer. It's just... It feels out of place
1: yeah i i like i said i like it because it's in my my register and i enjoy doing it and it's not the high pitched sort of jarring vocals that sometimes i have heard it's more of a mellow slow and and i like that probably because
0: it's a welcome change yeah i mean that works Just the tone just the tone of it No, no, yeah, I I get that. Yeah. And I guess just because I I never thought about singing one of these tracks like you would, so maybe that's why (laughs) I was a little more scathing about it. Yeah. I don't know. But we will now transition to the next song. Uh, The Spirit carries on. And uh, right on my first note, I can tell I was still in my giggly mood uh, because, again, straight up, was worried in the beginning about another weird ballad but phew, a power ballad <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it definitely sounds like a resolution where it's just sort of like you're talking about the the stage monologue rock opera it feels the end where the, the cast all comes out and they're all singing together and it's very i don't know it's it's big and final and you know before everybody takes a bow and walks off
0: yeah, because, I mean, I, I could see that happening with all the actors walking up, especially, like, within the middle section, too, because the middle section was probably probably my favorite part of the song, yeah. uh, just really well written, and it felt relaxing in a kind of heavy way. I don't even know how to properly describe that, but that's how it made me feel. It's like, you know, th- this is soothing, despite the fact it's not, like, your usual soothing kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely wrote down so much guitar wankery. Like, I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but there was some guitar wankery.
0: <laughs> I think that's the bastardized version of my next note here. Uh, <laughs> if Queen and Pink Floyd had a baby, it's the last third of this track. Like yep. I can hear both those bands in the final portions of the song. So I'm just oh, like, yeah? "There's your guitar wankery right there. You got a little bit of a Roger Waters. You got a little bit of a Brian May, and they're just kind of having a guitar battle over there." a guitar wank off
1: (laughs) yeah 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 like i i've i've heard the term where it's guitar solos where they're not necessary or just obnoxious ones and i wouldn't really classify it as obnoxious or unnecessary but i can definitely see somebody just trying to fit as many notes in as possible
0: yeah, you feel like you have some sort of, like, note quota to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I said 300 I noticed, minimum. <laughs> I noticed it the most in this one part, which is good that it came at the end and it wasn't sort of irritatingly at the beginning. Yeah. But I did notice it because it was such a sort of change to me from the rest of the album.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I can, I can agree with that because then we finally transition into the final song and we're finally free of this album. Yes. (laughs) No, that that makes it sound terrible. But no, the last song is finally free. Yep. And, like, there's very little imagery being created in this track, too, especially, like, with the end when it's just, like, nothing but, like, sound. It's, like, all folly at the end.
1: Yeah, just keys, cars, gravel, doors, just sort of following someone into their house and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, considering, like, this is the end of the album and we know it's, like, a concept album, it is, like, a decent and well-thought-out end to the album, but at the same time, it went on way longer than it needed. Yeah. Like, especially with, like, the staticky ending. Like, you could have had that go for, like, 30 seconds to a minute and still get the point across. You didn't need to drag it out forever. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, just again not breaking down the story portion too much of it but it did leave me like a little confused at the end wondering like was this all just a dream type thing yeah because i know like the whole album is basically a flashback or you know scenes of a memory Uh, so like this it it comes back to modern day and then yeah just i don't know because you hear the 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 psychologist guy come in at the last second there the hypnotherapist he's just like wake up and then you're like oh and then you hear static I'm just like what just happened
1: yeah it it feels like a movie where at the the end it'll be like the end question mark and you're like no come on that was enough we don't need a sequel stop it Just, just cut it at the end This song just to me felt like the beginning felt like regression where it was just a bumper for the meat in the middle
0: yeah and I mean the ending me it felt a lot like uh the movie inception spoiler alert uh where the end where he's uh, he spins the top on the table and then his kids show up and then it's like you don't know whether or not to dream
1: i've never seen inception
0: well you're a little too late now oh no please don't spoil an over 10 year old movie yeah, yeah that's the thing when i love when people get so angry about spoilers of older movies
1: <laughs> oh no please don't spoil indiana jones i've never seen it before
0: don't spoil jaws for me <laughs> oh spoiler the shark wins <gasps> the shark go boom <laughs> <laughs> whoo but yeah that's kind of what they uh, the ending felt like to me it felt like yeah. like like an inception chris nolan type thing but also yeah. just still left me with more questions than answers i think
1: yeah i i don't know i didn't really have many notes for this didn't have really many thoughts to it it was just sort of a a bumper it was just sort of the the end the end hardback of a novel where it's just sort of you know and they lived happily ever after the end Pfft, done and he's like okay that's okay okay sure
0: and then you go to one of those like free little street libraries those, like those tiny little birdhouse things where you put all the books in and you just take the book you open the door put it in never have to read it again <laughs> someone else can <laughs> I, I'm, well, I'm
1: excited it, to see your list after that say,
0: I, i'm making it really sound like i hated this album i didn't I, i'll say this much i didn't hate it i didn't love it but i didn't hate it yeah uh, i'm glad and, i
1: picked this one because it was definitely divisive or divisive and uh, I
0: don't know the English language either so don't worry about it
1: (laughs) (laughs) and I'm glad you've never heard it before so I I get a a new set of ears on something that I've heard a lot
0: I'm definitely going to have to check out more Dream Theater albums because I'd hate to be I'll say this much about the album I'd hate to think that this is the impression I get from them if they have something better yeah so well, maybe thank-
1: it was good to start you on this one because it's just Upward Upwards, and that's it.
0: I, su- I sincerely hope so, because if, <laughs> if it's like this for the rest of the discography, I mean, can't say I'm going to have to go back to these albums too often.
1: Um, I I don't... Oh, I really don't want anybody to come after me, but don't listen to The Astonishing if you don't want some weird concept album that you're probably not going to enjoy. I, I love everybody that listens to us. I with all of my heart but i watched them play that entire album in concert and the best thing i got out of that was a sweatshirt (laughs) and i and i love them i'm sorry but i'm just a warning to you
0: (laughs) i saw dream theater play this album and all i got was a lousy sweater (laughs) it's the the most comfortable
1: sweater i've ever (laughs) bought (laughs)
0: I don't know where I'm going to start after this, but we will see. I'll get somewhere. Yep. And I mean, you're afraid of people coming after you. I I, I literally, I realized while editing episode two, I, I may or may not have referred to certain uh, needle drop fans as chumps, wow. which is going to get me killed. Uh, but I want to make, I actually want to point that out really quick too, just so we're all on the same page here. I'm not calling everybody who listens to needle drop a chump. Cause I do too. Actually. I, I love that channel. Um, I'm talking about the people who take Fantano's words as like, like prophecy like whatever he says the album is is what it is like you won't listen to it yourself you just like it because he does Mm, and he's commented on that before too saying please listen to the album by yourself have your own opinions if you agree with me fantastic if not that's awesome because you have your own opinion so when I said chumps sorry just when I I said chumps that's the people I met not everyone else or else I would be one of those chumps too (laughs)
1: I think I watched him I think it was him I watched him review A Kevin Gilbert album And not a lot of people Know who he is So I'm like Oh my god I gotta see what he says About this album That I really like And I left going the hell i don't agree with this this is terrible But yeah. i respect his opinion i just do not agree with it i mean within that one specific instance
0: he's the reason that i got into daughters in the first place because the way he because he, he did you won't get what you want and he gave it a perfect 10 or uh, oh, uh, I a, watch a strong a strong 9 to light 10 but he classifies it as a 10 he doesn't give nice. 10s often yeah, so yeah. it wasn't because he gave it a 10 but just the way the album was described I'm like I might like this so then yeah I, I gave Daughters a try and lo and behold I, I really do like that I own it on vinyl I would go get it but it's, it's, it's already a week old we can't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> moving on speaking All of right. moving on it's time to actually rank the songs yes this is where things are gonna get a little nuts. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. So, I, it, I'd have to throw a party over here. We'll see how things go.
0: Yeah, because uh, if anyone's paying attention, and we also uh, put, put these on um, Instagram as well. Yes. Uh, we do later on in the week after the episode comes out. We do these little posts that tells you like what rankings we gave them if we matched and like our lifetime matching rank. And so far, we are three for twenty one going into this album.
1: Not too bad. That's that's what a seventh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> something like that, yeah. Nice. I'm terrible at doing math in my head, but it's something along the lines. Of- <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll see how far or how much I should say we can add to that lifetime uh, matching yes. goal today. Yes hopefully will match so let's get right into this now so number 12 no surprises if you've been (laughs) listening to this episode through her stupid fucking eyes
1: Uh uh-huh and i'm just gonna straight up say die we don't have to explain why i agree it is my 12th i could not care any less than i do
0: for that Again, not even talking about the story. Other than that, this song had no place on the album. It really yeah. didn't. I'm sorry if you like this track. By all means, continue to love it. I'm just an idiot on the internet talking about music. You're exactly. your own person. But yes. I didn't like it. Yep. And actually, so every week I usually write down yours on paper. So that way when I'm editing, I could do like the little list that we have yes. on the, uh, the video portion, at least. So if you're on audio, sorry, you don't get to see it watch the youtube version but anyways yes. so when i'm writing the song titles i actually wrote through her stupid fucking eyes <laughs> instead of just through her eyes so i hope i actually remember to do that net and i write through her stupid fucking eyes that'll be great and anger everybody oh jeez. but just just
1: blank out the f word with the dream fear logo
0: <laughs> yeah okay number 11 uh i feel like this was probably inevitable uh regression
1: Um, mine is finally free, so I went complete opposite end.
0: No problem. Uh, Again, I only chose Regression because there wasn't a whole lot to go on as it was. Obviously not the worst song on the album. Yep. (laughs) I have to emphasize that because it's the last track. Uh, But, yeah, with Regression, again, as I said, nothing to really go on, but it starts you off like you you're you're getting ready to take off and experience more of the album and it's it doesn't do a bad job of doing it but just because there's not much else i have to put it lower on the list
1: yeah i i got finally free pretty much the same sort of reasoning opposite end of the spectrum ties everything up sort of ends it and it just it doesn't push anything forward it's just kind of this is what happened this is how it ended we're done so yeah that's really it.
0: I have that coming up a little later on the list. It's actually, I scored it higher than I remember scoring it, but I, I, again, I listened to this twice, so it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, uh, number 10, through my words, the other through song, but this one's obviously better than the other one. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why I'm writing that. Cause this is uh, on your list, not mine. Mine's on the computer. I... Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really did. Uh, this song was fun. I'm just kind of scrolling back up to my notes. So I have, uh, have this in my head again. Yeah, as I said, it it was fine for what it is. It's just a transition track to me, but it is pretty, feels intimate, but Mm -hmm. not much to go on. So yeah, number 10 on my list.
1: I got The Spirit Carries On for my number 10. Um, I really enjoyed the guitar wankery, no matter how much I was kind of shitting on it. Um, I did enjoy it. but it just sort of felt like the narrator is, you know, sort of experiencing a resolution, has learned something. One of those typical, you know, they came out better in the end and it was the guitar solo bit that saved it, but uh, didn't save it from being higher than number 10.
0: Fair enough. Uh, so number nine, I actually have Fatal Tragedy. Uh, this song is lucky it didn't get lower on my list because I did enjoy it, but because it made me write the note, Oh God, Not Tommy, uh, <laughs> that's the reason why it's so low on the list. Other than that, like, uh, um, as I said, there was a f- I had a favorite portion of the song. And I think it was the chucking Guitars that we talked about earlier. Yeah. And just the the second half of the song was really exciting. So that's what at least brings it a little higher than last place type thing so yeah that's my number nine
1: okay so my number nine is beyond this life and i could use your explanation for fatal tragedy for beyond this life um the beginning of it uh, the end of it yes i'll take it completely cut it off at what four minutes last four of the minute, four minutes of the song thumbs up i liked it the beginning stop stop it stop it <laughs> instrumental it cut off the explanation vocals the lyrics i know it's part of the story i know it's a concept album that is not lost on me it is not my preference to listen to descriptive scenes let let me think of it let me let me picture yeah. it myself please
0: well and actually that's one of the songs too where i said we're like you know, the vocals took away from yeah. essentially everything else that was happening. I'll get into that shortly as it comes up a little later on my list. But for now, number eight is Overture 1928. Uh, the song that I felt like was an opening credit sequence. Yeah. Uh, because that's just what it reminds me of. I mean, uh, instrumental track, a lot of fun. Uh, but it wasn't enough to grab me too much though. Like, I could mm-hmm. sit through it and be fine with it. But like, it's not my favorite track on the album, so, I mean, it's, it's there. It serves its purpose. I can respect yeah. that, but other than that, it's number eight on my list.
1: Uh, mine is Through My Words. Um, I wasn't going to put it at number one, wasn't going to put it at number 12. I don't really have a uh, an explanation for it. It's just somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, hey, if it fits there, then, I mean... It's yeah. better than anywhere else.
1: Yeah, I didn't it, feel that it should be any lower, but it definitely wasn't going to be any higher.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Scroll down to my list here. Okay, so number seven, I Have One Last Time. Uh, and again, this is just another one of those tracks where I felt the vocals kind of took... was, was taking things away from the song itself yeah uh, but it was still an interesting enough track to be like pretty much at the halfway point of this list yeah. uh, didn't hate it didn't love it again served its purpose but just make this an instrumental album seriously everything would be rated a lot higher at this point
1: oh hell yeah I I tossed regression into number seven I figured middle of the road it did sort of start the story start the imagery and uh, yeah, that was pretty pretty much it. Didn't love it, didn't hate it. It's right in the the middle. I'm I'm seeing that my my middle three or so are just kind of there because they just didn't deserve to be higher nor lower.
0: Yeah, uh, that's why I kind of feel like a few of the songs on my list too, uh, yeah. especially with this one. Uh, this, uh, the spirit carries on is what I have at number six. Um, again. I, I was because like this kind of came off as like uh, oh no we're gonna get to another ballady type track please don't be through her eyes part two <laughs> Uh but this one like turned into like a power ballad type uh, so it I'm not huge on power ballads but like I can enjoy them for what they are yeah. Uh the song was interesting to listen to and this is the one i mentioned where like you know queen and pink floyd having a baby because of all like the the (laughs) guitar shenanigans that happens uh but yeah yeah, the middle song uh, the middle of the song is still fantastic uh i think it's this is rightfully sitting in the middle of the list
1: i have one last time i uh i still enjoy
0: singing that song i don't care i love it I actually thought you would have ended up scoring that higher because of that.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, no. We're going to get to see what's up at the top. It's uh, one, well, ones that I will sing to, but uh, probably not in public.
0: The good news is we still have three that we could potentially match on. I'm looking at yes. the list here. I'm looking at my list and then what you still have left on yours. So hopefully, I'm, it's not going to be number five though, because my number five is finally free. Yeah. Um. I I did enjoy the song. Um. Again, if if the ending didn't happen with all like the the folly sounds and then like the long staticky drifting in there at the end. Yeah. Probably would have rated higher. I did enjoy the song for what it was and as i said it's a decent well thought out ending to the album so it had to atop, go into the top half of my list because of that
1: yeah i got strange deja vu i i don't i don't know i i'm starting to feel like i don't have explanations for any of my rankings it kind of it's starting to feel arbitrary at this point but just there's something about this one and the ones that I ranked higher that those are the tracks that if I were to just listen track by track on this album, these are the ones I would go to and this is where I would stop. I would listen to them and just, that's it. I'm just going to move on to something else.
0: Yeah, we could literally probably make these this portion of the podcast a little faster by like not re-explaining why <laughs> we like certain songs. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just like justifying why you have it in the position you do yeah but i mean we don't even really have to do that like who are we trying to impress all of you out there
1: oh you you're not impressed by me anyways
0: and we told you to uh, we told you right in the beginning of the podcast to take what we say with a grain of salt
1: mm-hmm. and pepper whatever
0: <laughs> unless you completely agree with us then you have to like comment subscribe you are obligated uh but i wish you have would have held off on strange age of Strange Deja Vu for one placement because my number four is Strange Deja <laughs> Vu. Oh, we are so close on it. Uh, but yeah, you know what? I um, i am just going back through my notes. Actually, I, I, so you know what? I probably shouldn't go back through my notes. Try not to justify it anymore. Maybe we could just like yep. take it for what it is. I enjoyed the track. Had a lot of fun with it. And that's about it.
1: <laughs> Mine, I for number four, I got overturned 19 1928. I... Enjoyed the sort of run through of the album, I guess. It's, <laughs> I feel like you could just listen to that song, get the instrumental bits out of the rest of the album and be like, all right, I understand what the album's about. Okay, we're done. Case closed. We're done. That's yeah. it. And I, I like that. And just from, like I said, a, a listener who's heard it multiple times before, I would kind of hear the... The, the vocal melody or whatever comes next in my head and when it just jumps to another song so seamlessly it's just a a nice sort of um oh what is it what is it called when there's a a medley uh oh, okay, it's just yeah. kind of like a, an album medley and i like that a lot
0: yeah okay yeah medleys can be nice if they're done properly
1: yes I've heard
0: some songs where they just they don't fit I don't like it
1: yeah or it's too rough going from one to another
0: yeah yeah exactly uh so my number three uh, again we're not going to agree on this one but we still have a two out of three chance uh two two possible songs to connect with oh, i hope your
1: number one's my number one
0: <laughs> maybe maybe i think we might we no. might have it but mm. my number three is beyond this life so yeah. that's one we already knew we didn't agree on
1: yes, yes. Uh, as i
0: said uh despite the fact that the vocals this is one of those tracks i commented on vocals just taking away from what was happening there was still a lot going on and as I mentioned about other bands influences I liked hearing that Yeah, it's like oh this is th- they like this so they, this is probably what they were thinking or listening to when they wrote th- their songs Yeah. so t- that kind of got me excited especially as a musician like I like hearing where these influences come from this is what your music came from and I like your music so not that I enjoy it for that reason but I respect it but also I did like the song yeah minus the first three minutes
1: <laughs> dance of eternity instrumental it rocks I like it no vocals instrumental I like it hard stop the end
0: we now have only one chance <laughs> so whatever I say for number two is going to be like the make or break of whether or not our number one matches because my number two I, actually
1: straight, straight face no reaction
0: hmm I'm just I'm looking at our list real quick. If I if uh in case anyone's wondering why I'm taking so long to say this, I'm just seeing what we have left on our list here. Yep. Whatever. But I'll just say my number two. Mine was the Dance of Eternity.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, so if nice. That says,
0: if that says anything. Yeah, I also nice. really enjoyed this track. Uh, th- again, a lot going on in this one, but it, like it was all there, and I could I was present for it. So yeah. I mean, like the fact that you can do so much, but I'm still like very present in the moment. It's got to be somewhere high on my list. So it's number two.
1: My number two is Drumroll Please, Fatal Tragedy. I, I can look past the vocals in this song because I enjoy the music so much that if it was an instrumental, cool, I'd like it with vocals. Cool, I still like it. I just like the composition, the playing, even the production. I don't, I just, I enjoy it.
0: I like yeah it. yeah very understandable uh then that means we for the second week in a row <laughs> agree with our number ones oh yeah we got home we got home has, on this one
1: that has been my favorite song in this album since the day i listened to it there's that something, will sense there is something <laughs> it might be that there's just it's rocking it's it it kind of feels sort of out of place on the album, just because it doesn't have some of the, oh my God, sorry, I just got a new kitten and she just jumped on the top of my booth. So <laughs> we're, we're just gonna take her take her down. Anyone on YouTube can see my little kitty. I wrote her down. Anyways, back to the task at hand. <laughs> um, it sounds kind of out of place on the album just because it doesn't have some of the attributes that the other songs do. And I think that's why I like it so much. <laughs> it's different and I like that.
0: It is. Yeah. And I, I, like, I, I. As I mentioned, like this gave me like a lot of Tool and Tea Party vibes, and I love both of those bands. Yeah. Uh, so and like yeah, I like that they introduced the sitar in it, so it added a new element to the entire theme of the album. So that was refreshing. You barely notice the 13 minutes go by, or like yes. almost 13 minutes. Yeah. A lot of compelling imagery, as I said, just this song really made the album to me like when i got to this track considering this is the song that followed the worst track on the (laughs) album uh, it it was it was so relieving because i was afraid that if home was bad when i was first listening to it like i was going to be in such a shit mood going forward on this album but thankfully it not only redeemed the album like it redeemed itself it redeemed the album. Don't know if it redeemed the previous track, but the idea is it's good enough to appear on the top of my list.
1: Yes, and top of mine. And it's been on the top of mine for, what is it, 2021 right now? I would say at least the last 15 years, for sure.
0: I don't think I can consistently have a number one song. I've tried, but it doesn't last oh, yeah. more than a month.
1: Well, I mean, you, you've you seen both of our lists of this album, and uh, I don't know what else I'd put up there. So, home, constant, I love it, number one.
0: Fair enough. And backtracking a little bit. Another reason to watch the YouTube version of this if you want to see Savannah's new kitten. Everyone <laughs> loves cats, so by all means tune in and as soon as you like that kitten, leave a comment exactly when you saw it. Oh <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. Trying to get that crowd interaction.
1: Oh yeah. Well, like yeah, like you said, everybody likes cats. And if you don't,
0: you do. You do. So the good news is we're two for twelve on that one so at least we had more to we have more to add to our lifetime here
1: i like how we pick how we match the best and the worst and nothing in between and
0: then <laughs> all the other ingredients on the sandwich were just piled in randomly <laughs> yep. the buns were still thorough exactly <laughs> the moldy top bun but the solid gold bottom bun <laughs> i usually say we don't like to say worst to best when we do these rankings but this is the week where that's the exception to the rule <laughs> i really yeah. hope that if anyone's listening to this and actually truly enjoys that song it just we're just having fun again yeah. continue to love the song please don't stop just because i'm an idiot like me
1: yeah and dream theater is still gonna tour and they're still gonna write albums so you know and they're
0: still just, probably gonna play that song live
1: they will they will
0: Alrighty then, it's time for the uh, the feature presentation that comes all the way at the end of the yes. presentation. It's time to rate the album or where the record. Where does it I land?
1: We gotta we gotta get a, some sort of theme theme transition where where does it land? Where does it land on the ranking? But not I, that. Let's cut that out. Please.
0: Well, I I would <laughs> no. That's gonna stay in now. That's that's on you.
1: <laughs> oh ra- record
0: label. Oh please sign me please. <laughs> They're going to sit there like, hmm, interesting. (laughs) I was more or less thinking using the transition from Wayne's Wayne's World. Yes. All right, that's a little better than mine. So now through the magic of editing, I'm going to go ahead and bring up the screen so we can rate the record. All right. As we said, feature presentation to the magic magic of editing. It's time to rate the record, the moment we've all been waiting for, maybe so we obviously had a lot to say about this album uh, both good and bad particularly some bad (laughs) but I think you know we rated this fairly at least to our you know own thoughts and opinions on this especially uh, you Savannah being like you know a fan of Dream Theater and having heard this album for so long so here's the crazy part (laughs) Uh, if you don't know uh, we don't discuss our song rankings beforehand so that's like a complete surprise to us but what we do discuss beforehand is the album rating, because we, I need to know where to put it uh, going into this podcast. Yep. Not only did we agree on a tier but our percentages for this album were the exact same and we don't discuss this beforehand like we don't plan that nope. so before we we only discuss the scores just before the podcast starts like before we start recording so i have to make i'm emphasizing this because of how crazy and coincidental <laughs> this is like it's it's absolutely insane
1: i had to show you my tally on my calculator to prove that it was the yeah, exact
0: same you, you quite literally held it up to the screen so i could see it and it's like <laughs> dead on the same yeah even though i'm pretty sure our song scores were different it just it all equaled up in the end yeah so we both agreed on the exact same number Dream Theater. Where is it going to end up? Ooh. We gave it a score of 62.5. <laughs> so yep. it's, it sits right in the middle of the B. It's probably pretty much at a B because you have your B+, plus, your B, and then your B-. minus. Yeah. So this is sitting straight up at a B, 62.5%, our very first B-tier album.
1: Still passing, still passing.
0: Yeah, I mean, B's never been a fail. Yep. I think it's in college, it gets a little more strict. Like if you get a D, you fail, but don't worry, this one still passes. It's just not on the honor roll.
1: Yes. Yep. Which is, which is okay. Some of the, uh, the really good songs just couldn't pull up some of the other ones, but I think having those transition tracks in there kind of brought it down a little bit because you can't really give a one minute, you know, small song, a, uh, a 10 or a nine out of
0: 10 right so yeah and so that's probably what bumped the score down a lot uh but i can tell you right now one of the full songs through her stupid fucking eyes (laughs) uh i'll be straightforward so like we rank songs out of 10 uh or at least i do anyway yes Um, why and it's the lowest score i've given a song in the three episodes we've done so far i give it two out of ten Ooh. I gave it two for just being a song, <laughs> but nothing else except for, I think the two is literally the fretless bass. <laughs>
1: i i just for the uh the sake of transparency i gave it a five and i i tend to sort of hover around the same sort of area because it really has to be trash trash to get really bad which i'm definitely seeing your your feelings here um but yeah i gave mine you know 50 percent it's kind of a uh I know teachers don't give out fifty percent unless you really ask them. Hey, please, can I please pass? I don't want to take summer school. Please. I know I had a forty-eight, but come on,
0: just barely. Like, okay, I'll give you fifty point one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a gimme. It was a gimme. (laughs) Boom! Again, through the magic of editing, it's gone, and we're back. I know it's terrible. (laughs) But don't worry, we're not just back because we're leaving now. Because that is the end of the podcast. That's the end of the episode for the day. Uh, Little, probably a little more harsh than most people would have thought we could have been on it. But at the same time, I just that's where I thought the album would land.
1: I'm satisfied with our number one choices. That's that's really the entire show for me, just leads up to, do you like what I like? And when you do, I'm really pleased with that. I like that. It, it validates my preferences and I enjoy that.
0: So I like how Home and The Reason They Hate Me are now our gold tier songs.
1: Yes. Our
0: yes. matching number ones. Hell oh, yeah. Eventually we'll make a playlist of just our number ones. Yeah, oh, <laughs> totally. Maybe we'll do that one day, but in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and say thank you very much for listening into this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, had some fun with us, even if you're a little angry at the scores, and maybe if I really hurt your feelings on the your favorite song there. Again, we're just having fun. Yes. Uh, I, I, I don't hate you for liking that song. I just don't like the song, that's all, so that's the only difference. Yep. But anyways, once again, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube especially, but if you're listening to the audio portion, we're on Anchor, we're on CastBox, and that's only yes. going to keep growing from here on out.
1: I do I do want to know, do you have any spoilers for who we have next week?
0: Well, I kind of went into that a little bit earlier. Oh. Uh, so it's a duo. Uh, they only made the one album. They're, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're never doing anything again, including playing live. Ooh, uh, it's um, a hip hop album. That's right, we're going to have our first hip hop album, but it's not the kind of hip hop you'd be expecting. It's very... Let's just say different. Did, did you do this to me because I did this to you? <laughs> Maybe.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll take it in stride. It's fine. It's fine.
0: It's a really fun album. I think, you know, as long as you got an open mind, you're really going to enjoy it. And, like, the rapper, I'll say at the very least, is he's got to be the best out there. This is, again, more spoilers, I guess. Like, he is so articulate. He has, like a dictionary of words that like there are hundreds of words per song that are just unique words not just repeating words Ooh. he's fantastic for it really fun to listen to and the guy producing him is weird but awesome I don't, I'm
1: intrigued I, uh, yet scared
0: I just I don't know what else to say without giving away spoilers like I don't even want to say who the rapper is I don't want to say who the producer is oh, because yeah, they're combining me. for one project mm-hmm. and again I might be saying a little too much <laughs> But anyways, that'll be next week. But this so far has been Episode 3, Dream Theatres Metropolis Part 2. Once again, thank you very much for listening. We hope you'll come back next week. Make sure yes. you follow our s- social medias. Yes. Uh, Rate the Record podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Rate the Record on Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, we do have Record at gmail.com. Just make sure you use the subject field and tell us what you want because we don't want any spam or anything like that.
1: We want to hear from you, even comments, questions, ideas, anything. Just connect with us.
0: We'd love to talk to you. We're down for it because we're only trying to expand the show. Yes. So in the meantime, you can help by sharing. That'll expand the show. And -hmm. you can do that all week now because we're done. So thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you again next time.
1: Bye-bye.